grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Thank you for your company once again on After Dark. And tonight, we've got it all. We've got education. We've got mind-blowing tips and a little hilarity just to lighten the mood. Tonight, Luke and Sindra investigate edging and why it's something to introduce into your sexual repertoire. It's all about patience and we have all the time in the world right now, so it's definitely something to try on those long lockdown nights. Gabrielle Laurie, our resident sex and relationships therapist, will be along to talk about vulva mapping. If you're wondering what that is, you're not alone and I stand to learn something tonight as well. Timberlina will be along with her drag therapy and Anne and Renata, our resident psychics, will be along to talk sex advice from the beyond. Hmm, let's see where that takes us. That's all coming up tonight on Lipstick After Dark. School of Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock the Musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. Oh, well, I welcome back, you know, definitely in my top five couples. <laughs> Hi. We'll take that. Yeah. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples, welcome back to Lipstick After Dark. It's always a pleasure to have you. And look, last time we were on, I must I must tell you, uh, I think I, I may have shared this off air, that we talked about the turtle and the octopus and, uh, and those, uh, you know, ways of connecting. And uh, as we know, I, I identified very, very strongly with one of those personality types. And I might tell you that it's actually become a bit of a standing joke. So now every time I get a text, there's a goddamn octopus emoji on the text. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. You me, You're welcome. I think you sent me a uh, screenshot of a message saying a uh, little octopus at the end of it from uh, somebody, and, yeah, it was pretty funny. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> Lucky the emoji's cute anyway. but uh, it is no, cute. Yeah, we're we're get- here for nicknames all day. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, we're getting back into the sexy stuff this week. So we're going to be talking about a sexual technique that you may or may not have heard of called edging. Please expand. Mm. (laughs) Well, I touched on it in our very first chat. You touched on it. Yeah, I touched on edging (laughs) in our first chat um, months ago when we talked about semen retention. That's right. But we uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit more about it as far as like coupled intimacy goes and self-pleasure as mm-hmm. well. 
Excellent. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we all know at the moment that uh, trying to find excitement for anything is um, challenging. So this might be a little lockdown project to, um, you know, learn how to edge. And we talk about this a lot in our work in women's and men's pleasure programs. Right. About a really nice way to kind of nurture yourself. And I, how I like to explain it is, you know, if you think about one being not aroused at all and 10 being an orgasm, you kind of want to go to about a seven or an eight and then come back down to around like a, you know, four or five and then build it back up again, seven or eight, come back down. And we recommend people do that a couple of times to kind of build the energy and then you can allow yourself to go, you know, towards a 10. So that's with self-pleasure or, you know, partnered intimacy. Luke and I have practiced it together before. It's way harder (laughs) with someone else. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's really fun, actually. Have you got any questions about it? I do. I do. Of course I do. Always have questions. Now, so, all right, so I guess in in most people's heads, the orgasm is the end game. So it's what we're, you know, and sometimes we, we're kind of racing to it, right? Yes. Mm. So my question to you is for those people who are going, that doesn't seem very efficient. Why are we, why are we you know, denying ourselves getting to 10 within the first five minutes? Can you let everybody know what the actual advantages to edging is? Yeah, well, there's there's a couple. Um, the biggest one is like self mastery, mm. is you know being able to master and have control over your own pleasure, uh, over your own orgasm. Like so, sometimes um, when you're in coupled intimacy, one person might be able to um, get to the end goal a lot quicker than the other person, and that can create what they call the orgasm gap. You know, if one person's always having an orgasm and the other person's not quite getting there, then it can create like a bit of a disconnection and sometimes a bit of resentment around your intimacy. And using edging to be able to control your orgasm or your level of stimulation to get to a point where everybody's having a really good time, whether that's an orgasm or an ejaculation or not, it gives you the ability to be in control and consciously choose what type of intimacy you have. We're all for a quickie. Mm-hmm. We love a quickie. You know, everyone's got those three moves that they're really good at and they really like doing their go-tos. But this is just a way to explore and have fun and get to know each other's bodies and you know, challenge yourself a little bit. Can be a little bit frustrating, but there's fun <laughs> in that frustration as well. Like there's laughter and, you know, it's, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. It's also about building the energy. So building that sexual energy and, if you talk about edging in terms of like tantra practices, it's all about breathing that sexual energy into the body. So you can kind of imagine breathing the energy all the way up to like the crown of the head. So you can actually like energize your whole body with that edging practice. So Mm. it is a lot of breath work, uh, a lot of kind of really feeling that energy moving through the body. And I would say, Always, if you practice edging, there's always going to be like 
a sustained time of like enjoyment and build up and not sometimes not bigger orgasms, but you get to have this really drawn out experience of it, yeah. which is also highly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's kind of like a, sp- like a, a head space that you, that you kind of get into, um, you know, and if we're racing towards the end thing, you know, that might last one minute, two minutes or whatever. But if you drew that out, um, using edging, then that could go for an hour or whatever. And who doesn't want to be in utopia for an hour? I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great time. It's a great way to, yeah, prolong the finish mm. of, of, you know, your sexual experience. Yeah. So I love talking about this in terms of women's self-pleasure because it's something that's often kind of hid away. We mm. don't really talk about it. And I really encourage our female clients to kind of much to their dis- 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 disappointment or disgust, pop the vibrator off to the side just for a little while and, you know, try this edging practice just with your hand and kind of discovering that energy within yourself, you know, bringing back the sensitivity into the area as well. Mm. And that can work for men as well who are kind of like, what do they call it when you go really fast? <laughs> monkey monkey masturbation yeah yeah monkey masturbation i love yeah. it there's another emoji we can use yeah like it's like you, slow it down you, you picture like you go to the zoo and there's always like one monkey in a pen that's just like beating himself senseless out the back and you know that that's what it looks like in practice as well like we can all like just go hell for leather and get to that goal as quick as we can but why not just slow down and enjoy it? It also can bring more options into the play in the fact that say you're somebody who gets there really quick, like you get stimulated really quick and that chain reaction's hard to stop. Maybe you can bring some toys into the partnered play, like to help your partner edge. Maybe you can do some hand sex, some oral sex and get them to that edge a few times. You can stimulate yourself. And then when you do come into sexual intimacy, everybody's built up and connected and ready to, you know, be able to maybe climax together or closer to each other. So yeah, it's just a fun way to expand what is your normal practice and get a bit more awareness around how your body reacts during intimacy. Love it. I love that guys. Okay. So if you, uh, you know, you've got no excuse, you've all got nowhere to be. So <laughs> you've got the time where, you know, we don't have any dinner dates to go to. We don't have any catch-ups with the girls. We're not going to the pub. Um, Luke and Cinder have just given you a lockdown project, all of you lovers out there. So practice edging. Make it last for two or three hours. Why not? And then that's your workout as well. So. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Workout and intimacy, both ticked off in one. Absolutely. And who said we aren't efficient here on Lipstick After Dark? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much once again for joining us. It's always a fascinating discussion. I love your take on these things. And, uh, yeah, what what blew my mind, yep, I'll report back. That was Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples. We'll be right back on Lipstick After Dark. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In 
Ahead with Timberlina on After Dark. We're back with the fabulous Timberlina for our drag therapy session this week. Now, how are you coping out there, lovely? I mean, you know, we're... Where are we? We're, you know... (laughs) Halfway through September, uh, the days are melting into each other. Um, you know, how are you feeling? I'm not sure what day it is, what time it is, but I got a notification on my phone to log in um, to record this. So <laughs> I'm here, I'm queer, and that's all I really know. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, it is what it is. I mean, they are. The days are sort of, you know, um, some days, I don't know about you, but some days I sort of feel like um, they drag on forever and then other days they're just like, boom, and it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I go, what have I achieved? Actually nothing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, I have this week uh, cleaned out my kitchen cupboards. Um, that's, you know, when you've like really hit that lockdown low when you're like pulling everything out of your cupboards to clean them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my week. So, yeah, awesome. Could be wardrobe next week. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm very glad that you're doing the lipstick lunch clean out challenge, and I look forward to seeing your completed sheet at the end of September. Spring cleaning. Although um, I'm a little bit concerned because I didn't put a wig closet uh, task in there, so maybe I have to do one just for you. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Yeah, because, I mean, there's there's much more to consider. Uh, you've got wigs, you've got dresses, you've got makeup. Um, there's a lot more that you actually have to organise than the average bear. Or I could just not do the drag room in the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a nightmare. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I filmed a reel the other day and someone like was must have been looking behind me. They're like, my OCD would go off in that room. (laughs) And after lockdown, you come over and let your OCD go and I will allow you to tidy my (laughs) my dress. They're like, no, thank you. I was like, okay. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Okay. Where are my issues this week? (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, look, uh, you're supposed to be dispensing the advice. I'm not here yeah, to no. give you therapy. You're supposed to be giving other people therapy. Now, come on, pull it together. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> here we go. I've got a juicy one for you right up. Dear Timberlina, we have been married for 20 years. And even though we're uh, both only 41, my husband needs Viagra. Recently, he ordered 24 of these pills, even though we have only used about five of them together. After three months, there is only three of them left. Apparently, he is using them for himself. I don't even know how to react to that. I know men take care of themselves quite regularly, but is this, this is really beginning to bother me. Does he have a problem? No. Well, that was efficient. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have a problem. Um, I think men masturbate more than females do. I and think you're right if he there. need a little help, um, obviously he's going to use the Viagra. Yes. So maybe you should be like, when are you using it? I'll jump on board. Yeah. 
100%. Like I think, yeah. And look, you know, we do know that and that is a healthy – masturbation is a healthy thing. So, yeah. we, you know, we shouldn't see that as being a threat to your sex life necessarily. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, I'm just looking at the time frames here, three months – and they've used them five times. All right, maybe up the frequency. Maybe yeah. maybe make some more date nights in there because, um, yeah, three five times across three months. What's that? That's just a little over once a month. Yeah. So maybe that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've worked out the issue here. <laughs> Look at us. A little bit more sexy time. Yeah, we're like we're like Timberlina and Louise, sex detectives. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I can just see us running through someone's bedroom, just being like with magnifying glasses, (laughs) trying to work out. (laughs) A real coming after lockdown. (laughs) Oh dear. Oh dear. All right. So here we go. Dear Timberlina, so yeah, sorry, we'll just go back and, and um, wrap that up. Um, that is, uh, no, he's not, he doesn't have an issue. Um, men do like to spank the monkey much more than women, but you could probably stand to up the um, regularity a little bit. So um, some date nights might not be a bad idea and then you can use the tablets on you and everybody's happy. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, good solution. Okay, <laughs> All right, dear Timberlina, I'm not against commitment and have had proper relationships, but because of how my life is now at the moment, I feel like a casual relationship would suit me. I'm very busy and I have a lot of responsibilities. So I connected with someone on a dating website. Here we go again. Um, Timberlina just recently, for those of you who weren't listening last week, um, deleted all of her dating apps. Uh, So, yeah, that was a big move. I'm very proud. Still going strong. Of course, sliding into your DMs left and right, girlfriend, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) You're famous. You don't need dating apps. (laughs) Oh, we do. do. No one slides into my DMs, but if you would like to, uh, my DMs are open. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. So where were we? Connected on on a dating website um, who apparently wants the same thing as me and we started seeing each other. He was pressuring me to do things I wasn't comfortable with, so I stopped contact for a while. Um, The sex was hot in spite of the discomfort, so I went back to him and he says he wants me to do things to prove that I want him and um, ask me to meet up on certain days and if I can't, he seems to get annoyed and won't meet me on the alternative suggested by me. Um, I wish I didn't have this feeling of wanting and needing him. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's... That comes back to that loneliness, I guess, again. Um, and I hate when people are trying to control other people. Like if someone's trying to control you, that is obviously my favourite thing at the moment from last week is red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag with a sequin shimmy red dress. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just not cool. Please, like why do you need to control someone? Obviously there's trust issues there. Um, that would be the underlying issues that I'm seeing from this, but like, Dal, like, nah, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and do anything with it. 
Because it's just going to probably get worse, to be honest. You know what I've noticed over the past couple of weeks? There seems to be this whole thing about uh, people writing in because they're being controlled and manipulated by yeah. other people. And maybe it is the lockdown. Maybe it is because people are insecure and they're lonely and they're, and they're feeling really discombobulated. I love that word. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, if someone is trying to control you and make you jump through hoops to prove how you feel about them, uh, then that ain't it, is it? It's not at all. It's so wrong. It is. Yeah. It makes me really angry, to be honest. But, like, yeah. Mm. I'll just go to flirt yep. adult shops and get some toys and that will make you happy, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> After dark 30, 30% off all products. And um, you're probably going to be more satisfied, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Can recommend the Satisfy Pro 2. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a favourite. Anyway, uh, look, uh you know, it's been another fantastic week and I really do appreciate your uh, input. So uh, you have exciting news for tomorrow night to keep us all entertained, Timberlina. Yes, I've got a virtual show. Hope to get simmerproductions.com.au, $10 and you can win cashola. Excellent. I love it. And yeah, you'll be, you'll be partying it up big and uh, that's always entertaining. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, my love. Thank you so much for joining us once more on Lipstick After Dark. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? You're having a good laugh at that intro, aren't you, Gabrielle? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. What head are you thinking with? It is, yeah, it's an absolutely relevant question here on Lipstick After Dark. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I would love to welcome back uh, to the show the wonderful Gabrielle Laurie, who is our resident relationships and sex therapist. And today we're going to be talking about something. Now, when I first came across this term, I went, what the hell is that? And I like to think myself pretty woke on the sex front after all of my research on this show. But this one, I was like, I don't even know what that is. So... We're going to dive into it. What are we talking about today, Gabrielle? Well, we're talking about vulva mapping, which was pretty new to me too when you mentioned it. But I think we do it in sex therapy. We've just called it something else. So this must be the new popular term. Right. (laughs) Vulva mapping. Now, I've heard of mind mapping. I've heard of, um, you know, mapping out a plan, uh, all of this stuff. But never did I associate the word mapping with vulva. Um, So... Help me out. Do we need a compass? Well, like what? What do we like? Do we need you know um, geometry tools? I don't understand. I think actually a compass would be a great idea <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not much taught about uh, 
women's folders, I mean, firstly, most people think they call it's called a vagina, mm. you know, the whole area, but it's actually called a vulva, which contains the vagina, the uh, labia majora, the labia minora, the clitoris, the hood, the vestibule, you know, it contains everything. That's the vulva, not right. the vagina. The okay. vagina is the entrance where the baby comes out of yep. <laughs> and the penis goes in. <laughs> So that's a that's just a simple little map there for you. But I suppose vulva mapping is to empower women to get comfortable with their own bodies and have a look and have a feel, have a look in the mirror and and start massaging and stroking themselves and see what feels good and what doesn't. Mm. Because if you can give yourself an orgasm, then you can teach your partner to give you one. Right. Okay. So it's really understanding everything that sits there and what yeah. what feels good because different different things and different ways of stimulation um, feel better than um, you know everyone's different is what I'm trying to say. I guess so. Absolutely, everyone's different, and and there's just uh, just years and years and years of shame around women's sexuality and. And jokes like that a lot of women are insecure, like they hate their vulva or they hate their bodies um, because they hear jokes in high school, you know, fishy or all those kind of things that just aren't true. Like, uh, so women are worried, oh, my God, do I taste okay? Do I look okay? Do I smell okay? And the answer is yes, like if you're with a partner that's into vulvas, the answer is yes, you're totally fine. You smell how you're meant to smell, you taste how you're meant to taste, and you look how you're meant to look. So um, if you ever have an odd smell, it's it's go see your GP. It's probably bacterial vaginosis or something like that. It's not um, vaginas and vulvas in general don't smell bad. Mm. It's only if you've got a condition, and the same with male penises, if they've got a condition or an infection or something, then they'll smell as well. So the jokes on women's private parts have really shot them in the foot, really, because then women don't enjoy sex or want sex because they're worried about these things. Do yeah. I taste okay? You know, um, yeah, so that's the first part of vulva mapping is to look in the mirror and notice what thoughts come up. If you're putting yourself down like, oh, my God, um, my vulva looks terrible, I have, you know, my lips are too big, they should be shorter. A lot of women have had, young women have had labiaplasty. Yes. To make their lips more perfect, like, or shorter or something. But The, know, Barbie, not, the Barbie vulva is what I like to Barbie call it. The Barbie vulva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not meant to look like that. The, the turn on is actually, you know, you wouldn't look at a tree and the bark on a tree and the leaves and go, oh, my God, it's not perfect. I'm not going to, you know. Nature is makes us in all different shapes and sizes, and that's what's beautiful. So look up the vulva gallery and see that it's normal to have innies, outies, bigger lips, shorter lips, and people that are into vulvas will love them. <laughs> <laughs> so really train yourself not to listen to that negative self-talk. Okay. The, the the feminine body washes and all that nonsense, which is really bad for a vulva. Um, you shouldn't be using soaps down there. It ruins your pH level. It can 
then you can get thrush, candida, bacterial vaginosis, all kinds of things. So mm. don't mess with that area. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, I love it. But I love what you're saying as well about using a mirror. I mean, I'm sort of thinking I don't think I ever have. I don't think I've ever really investigated that um, to that degree. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be quite empowering um, to, you know, really understand your own body. Yeah. Absolutely. Empowering probably to confident women that don't have any sexual shame. Pretty scary for women that feel insecure or ugly or, have sexual shame or anything like that. So it takes a bit of courage um, for some women to have a look at their bodies and and not judge it harshly. Yeah, learn to love your body and and um, yeah, yeah. I get it. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Now you've come across. Um, there's some other techniques that are kind of in the same ilk, aren't there? Uh, yeah. As as vulva mapping. Yeah, so once you've done vulva mapping or, you know, I suppose it's an in-depth masturbation on yourself and giving yourself self-love and self-massage, then you can, uh, you and your partner or your partner can give you a yoni tantric massage. Oh! So that's like, yeah. So that's like he's vulva mapping, um, you know, the territory. (laughs) He's going on an adventure. Discovering the terrain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Clint Eastwood with his cowboy hat. <laughs> and most guys would love to do this, mm. but a lot of women, again, might feel too insecure um, to lie back and just receive pleasure. Um, so just put some candles on, guys, instead of a bright light. You know, she's not ready for you to pretend to be a doctor yet. Um <laughs> So, and just be reassuring guys or or um, women-to-women partners if you've got an insecure partner, someone who's worried about how their vulva is, yeah. just say, just keep telling them how much you love, what you love about it and that you love the taste, you love the smell, everything makes you horny. And then uh, your insecure partner is more likely to be able to lie back and just receive. Yeah. And a yoni massage you know, it's amazing all the techniques it comes up with. It's like, I don't know, finding the pearl, um, kissing the lips, opening the butterfly. Like there's all these techniques. And um, the most important thing is, I, I would say, uh, to warm up a woman's whole body first. Give her a regular massage all over first and kisses on her neck and back. Because a woman's body is often like a cold bath. If you go into the target areas, like the nipples and the clitoris straight away, they're not ready. They can feel oversensitive or irritated or numb. So just warm up the whole body until she relaxes and then move towards the vulva and do the uh, massage. And the most sexually stimulated nerve endings are actually on the entrance of the vagina. Right. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. So you can... Um, kind of lightly stroke the outer labia majora and then now and again just dip the tip of your finger in the entrance of the vagina and then pull it out again and stroke the labia majora and then dip your finger in the tip of the entrance and you can do this with your penis as well but it it teases those sexually stimulated nerve endings and then 
the vaginal muscles squeeze tighter and tighter, get more tense. So uh, the cervix lifts up. And then when you enter the penis or the dildo or vibrator or whatever you're playing with, uh, yeah, the sensations are even stronger for both of you. So there's a great tantric sex technique, actually, for guys that are worried about their size, the size of their penis. So if you do that, if you dip the head of your penis in the entrance to the vagina nine times or ten times super slowly, just the head, and pull all the way out, and then you let your penis enter the vagina all the way uh, one time. Then you do nine times super slowly just the head and then enter all the way. Then eight times super slowly just the head and then enter all the way. Then you tease those nerve endings in the vagina. So she's squeezing you really tight and she can even do some Kegel exercises or pelvic floor exercises holding you in there. Makes her orgasm stronger and his orgasm um, stronger. And it's really amazing, these tantric sex techniques. So vulva mapping can continue in the yoni massage and then you can give him a lingam massage. <laughs> wow, we've got so much to unpack in the next few weeks. I, I'm loving this whole tantra, yeah. you know, <laughs> thing that we're on. This is great. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Gabrielle, thank you once again so much for your wisdom here on After Dark. Uh, love listening to what you bring to the table. It's always so interesting and and so practical uh, in the bedroom. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, boys, uh, first of all, girls, get a mirror, and boys, get your uh, Indiana Jones hat and go exploring. Get ready for an adventure. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> And write in and tell us what you thought. That was Gabrielle Laurie, our resident sex and relationships therapist on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. Well, on Lipstick After Dark, we are all about... Uh, bringing on experts to talk about your sexual issues, uh, counsellors, whatever. But there are some times that we just have to throw it out to the heavens and see what happens. So your two favourite aunties are in the building, Anne and Renata from Frightfully Good and also Spooky Sundays here on uh, Newcastle Live Radio. And uh, I thought it would be interesting to see what the cards had to say about some sexual uh, problems that we that are going on with our listeners. Are you up for it, ladies? We, yes, please. <laughs> we oh, are. I'm excited. <laughs> it's the most exciting thing that we've done all week. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Well, maybe I need to send you to the sexual counsellors. <laughs> but... <laughs> Who, me? No, not you, your hornbag. Oh. She looked at me. Yes, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. It definitely me. was not me. No. Absolutely. Anne is a hornbag, so, you know, she doesn't need any help in that department. Anyway. I have been called other things, but, you know. Yeah, but, look, I like that. Um, Now, listen, here is someone who really does need help, ladies. So let's focus in. All right. Dear Auntie Anne and Renata, I've been seeing a guy for two months and I'm really into him. I'm realising that there may be some long-term compatibility here. 
Here's the thing, he can't get hard. At first, um, he just couldn't stay hard and now there's just nothing. We hook up and he does everything he can to get me off. Uh, but uh, look, he, he just can't get it to, you know, rise to the occasion himself. I'm a very sexual girl now. Sex life is important to me. What's more, it's making me feel insecure. Is this my fault? Uh, um, I don't want this to be a deal breaker. How do I date a guy with ED without ruining it for us? Just leave. <laughs> um, leave now. Um, that's, that's, no. that's all you can do. No. Helpful. Renata, <laughs> pull a card. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I, can, I, thought, I, I thought you'd just want me to use more psychic abilities <laughs> <laughs> and go just leave. Um, because, yes, there are going to be difficulties and if he hasn't worked on those difficulties at this point in time. Oh, look at that, the lover's card. (laughs) (laughs) Are you for real? That is actually true. We're not joking. You actually saw that, didn't you? Didn't you? The the lover's card there. And the thing is that um, you're the one looking up to the heavens going, for God's sake, can someone do something about this? And there ain't nobody listening. So um, my suggestion is... Get him to face his reality and tell. get him to tell you what is actually going on because if this is a long-term thing, you're going to have to factor that into this relationship. And look, let's all be honest, ladies and gentlemen. After the honeymoon is over, that's it. Yeah, we're all, what do you say, Anne? All um, dried, um, dried up and disinterested. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's depressing. After the honeymoon, I think it's, it might be a little bit longer than after the okay. honeymoon. Okay, Come on. okay. The, the first year, we'll give them 12 months. Oh. But after that, um, you know, we change and we want different things and it's not necessarily always going to be about sex. But if this is something that is really important in your life, then you have to ask the right questions now because if you have tried to fiddle with everything (laughs) (laughs) up to this stage and nothing's working. That's beautifully said. (laughs) I thought so. Then then it's obviously there's some mechanical problem there. It might be performance pressure. He might just feel like she's just so beautiful and wonderful that he's just a bit overwhelmed by it all and... Just is uh, failing to produce the goods. Oh, look, that that's okay in the first week or two, but not not long term. Okay, not long term. Something's going on. Well, I've got a card, and mine actually gives you some good advice. Um, it's saying it's okay sometimes to want to head back to the bed and hide under the covers. Uh, time, take time out to listen to your heart. Now, look, I'm going to read into this card is that, you know, maybe you don't need to worry so much about the good old traditional sexual positions and maybe you need to dive under the covers and do a bit of a dive and uh, maybe a bit of tongue action might just do the job oh, for you. God. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're happy and in love... I can't look at you while you're saying this. I just can't. Well, it says take time out and listen to your heart. So if you love someone, just love them unconditionally. And uh, if they're looking after you, I don't know what you're worried about. There's a little blue pill I hear mm-hmm. that can that can possibly maybe help, just, but they've got to have a discussion about this. Yeah, They can't just be putting it off and maybe, putting it off. Maybe they're just best friends and he's not actually sexually attracted to her. Oh, look. The bloke with a penis, he should be. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
with, with a just, girl who really just, wants to do it. That's right. I just, yeah, I'm yeah. glad you said that. Yeah, yep. look, I've never seen that happen in practice myself. <laughs> Wait um, till you get old enough, you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been both enlightening and, um, and look, I, I, my heart is warm. You'll never um, ask us again. I have. Funny, I've done this twice. Yeah, that was the second time. She was hoping that we might have learned from the first time. We're never coming back. <laughs> it's best to give the proper give, advice. Right, okay. No, not, not love and light here. There is no this, love and this light. This is not our show, Renata. No, we're, we're blocking with okay, Paul Louise right. here. Go for it, Louise. Okay, well. <laughs> I threw it to you, come on. <laughs> uh, that was Anne and Renata and uh, Auntie Anne and Renata with their worldly advice uh, on what to do with erectile dysfunction. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, Thank you. You can, <laughs> you can tune in to them uh, on Newcastle Live Radio at uh, 8 p.m. on uh, Sunday nights for Spooky Sundays and. Um, Hopefully you'll get a little bit more out of it than the advice they just gave. Ladies, thanks so much for joining us. Um, You're welcome. I hope everyone's not too depressed. And uh, we'll catch up with you on Sunday night. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. It's time for me to tuck you in once again with a lipstick kiss. Dear listener, thank you so much for your company on After Dark once again. Tonight I'm going to leave you with this quote. Sex is the driving force on the planet. We should embrace it, not see it as the enemy. That from Hugh Hefner, founder of Playboy. May your nights be steamy and your days be wondrous this weekend. I'll catch you next Thursday night. Same bat time, same bat channel on Newcastle Live Radio. I've been Louise Wilkinson And this has been Lipstick After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio.